Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of Praying Mamas with a Purpose podcast. I am your host, Brittany J, and uh, I have a great guest uh, in the show line for you guys today. Um, this is another special episode uh, for Father's Day um, that I want to dedicate to all the fathers out there, to my father, my husband, my brothers, um, all the guys out there that's actually making it happen in their kids' lives, doing the best they can to make sure they are present uh, and being that father figure that they need to be. Um, I want to first of all say thank you guys for hanging in here with me. I know it's been a little time since my last episode. Um, had some <laughs> few things going on that I had to prioritize, but I'm glad that I'm at, back and able to give y'all another episode. Um, this episode right here is a special episode uh, for Father's Day. Again, um, my last special episode was for Mother's Day, so I got to do one for the fathers as well. Um, and my intent with this episode is to really just thank fathers for uh, really just show my appreciation for fathers um, to let you know that you are valuable to your families, to your communities, um, and that we need you. We need you to be present. We we, we want your presence. We uh, appreciate you. And I just want to make sure I just give you your flowers, uh, show you that appreciation through this episode. And uh, me and my guest, Ashley Johnson, um, as she gives you experiences and talk about her uh, story with her father. Um, it's just one uh, episode or uh, one example of a great father uh, that we she had the pleasure of having and I had the pleasure of knowing. Um, so we want to kind of continue to share these type of uh, stories and testimonies with people to let you know, like, just how valuable you are. Like, fathers, I can't stress this enough, uh, men in general. Um, you are valuable. Um, we love you. We appreciate you. We need you. Um, I know you see a lot of mamas, and this, this podcast is called Praying Mamas with a Purpose, but we still need fathers. Um, it's nothing that I can do as a mother um, that I cannot do better with the help of my husband and, you know, with the fathers that are here there. So I want to uh, say, again, we appreciate you. We thank you. We just want to I want to dedicate this episode to fathers, to my father and my husband and my brothers uh, to let them know that you are valuable. And just some of the situations we're going to talk about is kind of just examples to show how you're valuable. Um, your presence is valuable, guys. Like your kids, they need your presence. They value your presence and the time you spend with them. And we're kind of trying to show you how uh, how valuable you are. Okay, again, thank you uh, for all that you do for us and our families and your children. I want to say happy Father's Day to my father. Um, thank you for being there. Thank you for showing up in my life. I know that when I was younger, I might have felt like I didn't spend enough time with you, but I know now as an adult, you were doing the best you could. I knew that you had a priority to work and that was just who you were. Um, and this what you had to do to take care of your family. And I understand that. Uh, and I appreciate the times you did, even in my later years and my teenage years, showing up for me um, when I needed you most. And I appreciate that. And I'm thankful and grateful for that and what you're doing now in my life and my, my daughter's lives. Um, as for my husband, thank you for being the father that you are to our children um, and just being present and showing them how much you care and love and how much you care about your family. And I see the sacrifice that you make daily in silence for us. And I know they see it too. And I value that. And I'm thankful that I have someone like that in my life and in my kids' life. So I'm grateful for that. Uh, to my brothers, uh, I see the dads that you are. And I'm glad that even in the midst of you guys not having your father's present, um, you still chose to show up for your kids. And that does not go unseen. I know that the mothers appreciate that. And I'm proud of you guys for showing up and stepping up because I know the lack of example that you had growing up. 
but y'all still choose to show up every day for your kids and be great fathers. And I'm proud of y'all and I'm thankful that I have y'all in my lives. Okay. So y'all enjoy this episode with me and my special guest, uh, Ashley Johnson. Um, as we talk about fathers uh, and how they may impact in our lives and men in general, and just the value that you have in this earth. Um, guys, I just want you to know that you're valuable. Take up your space. Um, you impact more avenues and more areas in our lives than you think you do. So we appreciate you. We thank you. And y'all check out this episode. I just want you to kind of share. I want to be able to give fathers, let them know how valuable they are, how important they are to their families, to their communities, um, to their children, especially their daughters uh, and their sons. So I just kind of want to just let you share some insight. I'm going to ask you a few questions. We kind of just gauge the conversation off of that, but just really how uh, impactful it is for a father to be present mm-hmm. and be in their child's, in their children's lives, okay? So mm-hmm. I want you to kind of tell the background about uh, who you are and your father, maybe how many siblings you have. Um, so my dad uh, was Greg Johnson. Um, he did pass away in December of 2021. Um, he has a four, no, five daughters and then a stepson um so um you know he, he mainly is a, is a girl dad um and it was so important that he was in our life but also too not just our lives as his daughters but he was also in like my friend's life because he was a um he loved sports he loved youth sports so he did little dribblers for years and so um even those girls um they even came to me they was like your dad was like a dad to me because their dads weren't involved in their life um so he was very impactful and with him he was like when i say he loved kids he loved kids he loved just i think just making that impact on the youth um not only he did uh he did um youth sports he did little dribblers he also did um head start for a little bit um, so he knows a lot of kids from there. And then um, he also was a um, a juvenile detention officer, too. So when I say uh, the kids are a big factor in his life, they, they are. So. Okay, good, 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 good. Okay, so you said you have five? Five, five sisters, yep. Woo-wee. Wait, so five girls total. So four sisters, five girls total, and then one stepson. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. So tell me, as a young lady um, right now, how important was it just for you thinking back to have your daughter, your, your dad, I'm sorry, present in your life growing up? Um, it was it was very um, important because um, just because, like, like I said, a lot of my friends didn't have dads who were present. And, um, you know, my mom, my mom was present, too. But when it came down to like um discipline and like just instilling hard work it came from my dad um he he always was a hard worker and he made sure to stay on us too like um grades was a big part um anything that we started whether it was sports um um like um if we did uil anything that we started he made sure that we finished it um whether we liked it or not so I learned from from my dad. It was important that from it was. I learned from him again. Discipline, um, uh, having that grit, not wanting to quit, um, and then um, just and then also too, just treating everybody how you want to be treated. Because um, a lot of times um, you just never know who is gonna be like you're gonna need them eventually. So I I always saw my dad like treat everybody with respect. Um, and he 
because he treated everybody with respect, he also got respect um, as well. So it was just, I mean, we see that as mothers because everybody's mom is in is in their life. But to see that from um, a dad and just to learn that and him to instill that in his daughters because he didn't, like I said, he had a stepson and he didn't have any biological um, boys. So he mainly had girls. So just to learn that from a dad and him wanting to teach that to his daughters, uh, that was very important. Okay, good. Yeah. So I knew your dad too. Like it's crazy, and I thought back. Of course, I said your dad. He he supported. He was there through basketball. I mean, even when I was playing little dribblers, it was crazy uh, because he was there so long. He's around that that game, and he made an impact even at early age. Um, I remember him. Um, I think I was a little bit older, but like it was like a younger group that went to nationals, and me and my cousin wanted to go. And we were going with my with Sonya. We we're going, and like it was enough room. He made sure that he took care of us, and we were able to, you know, ride with him. And he took care of us like we were his own daughter. So I mean, that definitely meant a lot um, for us. And that the fact that he did that for so many young girls, and we need so many more fathers and men like him doing those type of things where, you know, seeing that there's a gap that needs to be filled. Uh, where fathers are not, you know, available. They're not out there teaching, and that they are able to fill that gap for those girls. And actually, it's crazy. One good thing I do see about in my my hometown and with the dribblers, like seeing Buggy and all those guys mm-hmm. that made that type of impact on our lives, even through the dribblers. Like the dribblers was more than just little dribblers. It was yes. more than just learning basketball it was a community of people and like a family and like they pick up the slack where they see one is lacking they pick up and help those kids and I actually contribute to some of those guys that helped me growing up like um my cousin's dad uh Alan and then Corman's dad Mr. Byron during that time when I was doing little was like they were like my fathers like they took care of us they not only taught us the game of basketball but they treated us like their own and that's like a common um ground when it comes to basketball basketball was just the place to get them there but mm-hmm. it was the what was we you know made up within those guys and the father figure that they saw hey it's like something is missing here we're going to be there we're not going to just take care of our daughters we'll take care of everybody yeah. that's the commonality that i saw and i see within that program yeah and the one thing i want to point out too that that uh my dad as well as like boogie and um and curtis they're they're positive uh, men role models because yeah. I mean there's dads out there but some of them are not being positive um, right. and they don't they don't know the effect that they have on not only their kids but kids that's around them like if you are like let's say you're this popular person but you're not like you're you have a bad attitude um, you're you're being disrespectful then if if you're popular and because see so make sure I explain it so it makes sense. So there's everybody can be a role model. There's good role models and then there's bad role models. So if you are someone that like the kids look up to, but like I said, you have a bad attitude, you're being disrespectful, you're a bad role model. But because they look up to you, they're gonna they're gonna mimic what you do. So it's very important that you know men in general um, are positive role models, whether they're a dad, um, they're a, a a youth leader, whatever role they're playing, if they're especially if they're around youth, they definitely need to be positive. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Because that's that's one thing they also I feel like they fail to realize. Like mm-hmm. you are a role model either way. Yeah, <laughs> like you, you are. You choose which option you want to choose and what type of influence you want to have. But yeah. you are a role model anyway, and it's crazy because. I see that more so in men than women. You know, yeah. you see women of coaches around or women around, but it's like kids gravitate to the men. Mm-hmm. And we need more men to recognize that 
and make a positive impact because I feel like the world could change. So many young kids' lives could change if some men just stepped up in that area because you are valuable. Like your yeah. presence is valuable, whether it's in your family, in your community, mm-hmm. it is very, very valuable. And I think some of them don't realize it. Yeah, they realize yeah. the impact they had on some of these kids. Um, it would be crazy. Like I think about like male teachers in mm-hmm. education. There are few, and especially black um, yeah. male teachers. And I'm like, and I was telling my husband that day, I'm like, man, if so many, if there were more men, it, it would make things a little bit easier because mm-hmm. I can see on my campus just how the kids gravitate to the men and versus how they gravitate and how they treat the women. Yeah. And it's sad that some of them might mistreat the women, but it's like, it's just something about a daddy. You know, mm-hmm. we see these different means where the mama, the kid, you know, and I'm as a mother, I'm I'm guilty. You know, the kid can whine with me, like, mama, I want they want, but when daddy say, no, nah, sit down, you're not getting that. They just sit there and I'm like, why you can do that with me? But that's how it goes. It's just something type, the, the influence that a male has. Yeah. It is incredible, but some of us misuse it. Some of the men misuse it or they don't recognize it. And therefore it's some gaps that go unfilled mm-hmm. that I think could definitely be filled. Yeah, for sure. Especially now because um, us now with the millennial, we're now becoming like the new, what well, we're adults now, but the new kind of like adults and role models. Like mm-hmm. all the people that that were role models for us are getting older to where they're not out as much and they and um, they can't discipline as much. And so now it's up to us. But because we're so young, we're like, oh, well, their their parents will handle it or their mm-hmm. their grandparents will handle it. But no, it's it's really up to us because if you think about it. That's how it was when we were younger. Like my dad, Buggy, all of them, they were our age, but they still were, you know, making that impact. So now it's it's our turn to do it. But yeah. like you said, a lot of people, a lot of people, especially men, boys, well, men now, our age, don't realize their impact that they have. So Yeah. Yeah. So that's definitely the reason why <clears throat> I wanted to come on here and talk about it about this and you know because it's so important like mm-hmm. they, they don't realize it and like the impact that your dad had that went through generations and generations mm-hmm. I think that if some younger men could tap into that yeah it, it would be a game changer mm-hmm. um because it's just like I said it's just something with men that the kids draw to and again so many men don't even recognize it Mm-hmm. Um, their impact and like even father I think about you know my father and my brothers and my husband and all of that like now if they can just tap in to like you know y'all really these kids really y'all can make a difference yeah. you know you can start a program and these kids you can have kids change you can get kids off the street you can have them they're focused and not be into social media so much but my question is to you why do you think that there's not so it's not enough that men don't recognize that they have the impact that they have. Um, I, I think it's because, like I said, we're millennials and we don't realize that we're now the new adults. We're still thinking, OK, we're young. Some of us don't have kids um, and we just don't think like, oh, like we need to be making the change. So that's one. Um, second thing is, I think um, a lot of time we're trying to be cool and fit in with mm-hmm the kids and nowadays and basically discipline them and telling them you don't need to do that makes us seem old yeah. and so and it's like 
but I, I you know, I don't want to be, because like for me, a lot of my kids, well, a lot of my students will ask me, will think I'm older than what I am. I'm only 28. They thinking I'm 30, 40, because I'm going <laughs> to act like they mama. But right. if, I, if I don't correct you, then you're going to be running around acting crazy. And it's like, when you, at, I consider my students, if they're at school, I'm their mom. So if you're yeah. running around acting crazy, that's a reflection on me. So it's like, you're not going to be, you're not going to embarrass me. Which <laughs> so, yeah. so, and that's why I feel like the, um, the, the men now, and even just, like I said, millennials, period, uh, of uh, women and, and men, but, you know, uh, more specifically men, we just don't, we don't consider ourselves as adults. And we we, yeah. we don't want to be talked about because we, we're getting on to somebody. And, and these kids nowadays, they, they, uh, they're reckless with the mouth. Like, they real bold. So, go back and forth because they'll think, oh, we we their friends and stuff like that. Ooh. And I be having to tell, like, I, I correct Gwilyn and Abby, my two younger sisters, I correct them all the time. And they're just like, you know, my mom, like, you, you act like a mom. And I'm like, well, because, like, I am an adult and you're not going to be out there in the streets embarrassing us. So, right. <laughs> so right. we just got to realize. We, we just got to realize our influence and we got we can't be afraid to to speak up when we know something's not right and and whether that means the the um, the kids are gonna like not like us for a period of time or whatever it's it's okay because it's like at the end of the day you know you're, you're making a difference mm-hmm. so and and they're more prone to listen to us younger people than they would their parents or their mom but like you yeah. said earlier like we just had that that impact on them that we don't even realize that we have. Yeah, I agree. And it also part of the, the concept is that it takes a village. Yeah, it does. And yeah. what's crazy though is that the village, like so many people are, you know, strong you know, straying away from it. Like, but mm-hmm. we, I need all the help I can get. You see my child out here acting up, you see him not, yeah. you see something that you can say to them, I want you to do that. And we do now have parents that are defensive that yeah, like now nah, I want you to stand up to my child, you ain't his daddy, you're not his mama, but mm-hmm. that's where we're gonna have some issues at why is that an issue you know that's what helped us grow like if we were down the street at somebody's house and they heard us out there cursing and doing stuff we were able to be dealt with without our parents getting mad and i think that also plays into part why maybe some men or people in general are not so susceptible to correcting and helping in that village but it does take a village it needs i mean we need the village it takes every because we're not going to be with our kids 24 7 mm-hmm. and we need to be able to know that hey if she's in if they're not here they're in good hands with this person they're going to get on them and treat them just like i would if i were there mm-hmm. so that village plays a big part but uh, and then another thing too because some reasons why parents are being defensive is because it's, it's all about how you talk to that child too like yeah. i'm not saying you can't correct them but some people be like because like i said earlier these kids nowadays their mouth is reckless and so you you may want to cu- curse them out but it's like you can't curse them out because then the mom the parents gonna come in like why are you cursing my child out like you just we gotta realize there's different ways to correct someone mm-hmm. no matter how the kid is gonna respond we can't retaliate in that same way so gotcha. it's it's, it's hard. hard. But it, it, <laughs> it, 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 it takes a village, for it sure. <laughs> it's crazy because I almost named my podcast that. And I, I had it there for months. And I, you know, I don't even know why I changed it. I'm not sure somebody took it. But I'm like, it takes a village because it does. Like, in so many areas and so many things that we have and we have to do. And it's hard to be a parent. You know, you might not be a parent yet, but you had a parent. Yep. And you know, you think about how hard it was for your mom and your dad. And you had both of them in your life. Imagine only having one there to try to do everything it is tough we need all the help that we can get we need all the prayer that we can get because 
it's also so much stuff that we don't even realize we need to talk to our kids about. We need to, and that's also where my podcast came in. Now, it's some stuff the parents don't even know that their kids feel mm-hmm. that they don't share with them, that they don't, you know, and kids, they can't, they just say, mom, I want you to spend more time with me. Don't know how to really say that. They're not going to say it, but they need it. Yeah. So, and that's something they tell us. Like I said, I do a lot of <clears throat> self-reflections in my class mm-hmm. and I ask them type of questions. Like how many of y'all actually feel like y'all spend enough time with your parents? Mm-hmm. It's going to be like, you know, I had a lot of majority of like, no, I'm, they got to work. I get it. They have to work. Yeah. And like I said, even as a parent for myself, I realized like I, that was my excuse for a long time. I can't do that. I got to work. Mm-hmm. You want to keep eating? You want to keep sleeping? Like, we gotta, but that is not, that's not a good enough response. Yeah. So how can we balance the both and make it figured out? So what you saying, your dad, you, you learned your hard work and your work ethic. How did he prioritize in spite of being at work? How did he prioritize spending time with you guys? So he, he did work a lot, um, especially as we got um, older um, into the, the high school ages. He ended up going onto the railroad. And so he he will be gone for weeks. Um, but when he came home, he made sure to attend every practice. We will make sure that he take he takes us to every practice. Um, he, uh, hey, I'll take y'all to school in the morning. Like even just that time going to school, you know, it's it's a short period of time, but you can still have a conversation. You can still ask him about how their day's going, um, doing that, um, picking up from school. He made sure to attend all of the games, um, especially with big important games. Like, um, uh, of course, when we went to state, I believe he was on the railroad. I think he was like in Lubbock or something. He was somewhere far, but he made sure to drive down. I think he did like 12 or 14 hour drive to make it to the game. So he was very purposeful on being there for us, especially in the important moments. Um, he he He's nosy. Well, he was nosy. <laughs> like he he would not care. He he hears us talking and whispering. He's like, what, what y'all say? What? And he'll he'll keep asking till we tell him. So mm-hmm. he was intentional on making sure he was in our business, yeah. uh, whether we wanted him to be there or not. Um, yeah. and of course, with Facebook, he's looking at everybody's stuff. So he 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 made sure to stay in the loop because, like like you said, kids go through stuff, and so it's like if you don't pay attention to those those things, you can miss it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I know in today's world, a lot of kids have you know social media and things that can distract. But as parents, you have to, like like my dad was, you have to be intentional. Like, of course, that child's going to want to keep playing 2K or, you know, be on the phone with somebody. But you got to say, hey, put that phone down. We need to talk. Let's have a conversation. Let's let's eat at the table. Like, be intentional with that stuff. Um, and then, you know, if if you see, and you got, also got to pay attention to their behavior, too, because sometimes they verbally won't tell you what's wrong. But if you know, if you pay attention to them, they'll show you by the by their behavior. And so you definitely got to, um, uh, you know, patience that and then be nosy. Like there's so many apps where you can uh, control what they do on their phone Girl. without them even knowing. That's the thing. They, the kids don't even have to know that you know. So Girl. like be nosy. Like I understand like we want kids to be independent and we a lot of parents don't want to be like those helicopter parents and just be, you know, uh, suffocating them stuff. But at least be nosy. You know, they give need them us. freedom. They need us too. Yeah, give them that freedom, but still let them know, like, hey, I'm, I got my eye on you. I know exactly what's going on. Because what kills me is when something happens and the parents like, oh, well, I didn't know. Well, how you didn't know? They, they stay with you. <laughs> right. Like, how you don't know? How I know, and I'm the teacher, and I only spend eight hours with them, and they with you every day, with you every day, and on the weekends. Like, <laughs> right. Because they're not really spending that time. They're not. They're, 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 not, not they're just there. 
And I I get it. Even as a parent, I see how that's possible. And as educator, I I see the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I even had an experience like with my own, with my own self. Like I had a revelation, like this podcast has brought some stuff out of me. God is using and dealing with me. Like I can't come and talk to nobody about nothing that I have not dealt with. Mm -hmm. And, and for my own self, like why I realized I had to get out of being a head coach. Mm-hmm. at least while my kids were young because they need me I need to be in their business and then sometimes too like it's some parents that I don't want to be in their business the, the, the what like I asked, my, I asked my kids this class I said how many of y'all parents check your phone how often and then one few of them like they better not check my phone what who, 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 who's raising you because there's no right. way my daughter or my son would ever be able to tell me that if I'm paying that phone bill exactly. and even if I'm not if they in my house Mm-hmm. I'm going to check that phone. I'm going to. And it's the fact that they feel like that they, it bothered me the fact that they feel like their parents don't have the right. Like, mm-hmm. what, is your, what, they, what are your parents doing to make you yeah. feel like they don't have the right to check you, to check mm-hmm. your stuff? Like, that is that was the biggest issue I had. Like, why? Yeah. Because there's no way. Like I said, I had an issue myself with my daughter's 10. Mm-hmm. And she has a phone. And I had, had to do a little rundown. I hadn't checked in a minute, checked it, and broke my heart. Oh, I'm like, Lord, what am I doing? Like, what type of parent am I? Because it was some stuff that I was not proud of. And then I'm like, I know I'm teaching her different. I know this is not how I'm raising her. And the fact that it just, God just revealed that you still got to check. She ain't perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She's still a kid. Yeah. You might, no matter how independent or how much you think they know, you still need to check and keep checking up on her. Take that phone. Do what yeah. you got to do. Because guess what the devil's busy he's real and they're they not just not they after all our kids and yep. if we're not present if we're not checking we're not in their business mm-hmm. gonna, that's gonna be the easiest leeway to get to you know yep. to get to them it's through mm-hmm. that and i was like oh lord thank you because i still was hurt but i just, <laughs> just, just, just realized i had to pray yeah and also too being consistent too because a lot of parents will like they'll stay on them you know in the early ages and they're like oh you know, they haven't done anything, you know, since you know of, yeah. they them to 12 and then uh, 12 years old and then they'll stop, you know, being the hard parent or whatever. They're like, oh, my child's good, whatever. And then, you know, something happens and then you're like, what? Not my child. It's like, you just need to stay consistent. You need to, whatever expectation you set, keep it, you know? So. And you definitely have to be present and involved and no yeah. matter, you know, it's just about being the business, but also just being, when you say being in their business, also too, like, you know, a part of bonding that I realized, and it's so simple, it's just getting into what they into. Oh, you like mm-hmm. Fortnite? I'm going to come play Fortnite with you. You yeah. you like, you know, TikTok? Let's do some dancing together. Let me watch these TikToks and do all and this together. You don't really like it, just, you know, engaging in a little bit because, like like you said, they want you to be a part of, of their life. And and even they say, well, I don't want you in my business. That's not cool. They want you to be in their business. They do. <laughs> they really do. Mm-hmm. Parents, listen to us teachers. They they do. <laughs> they, you know, do. they do. They really do. We, we can tell because they want us all up and they, been, they be all in our business. Like, dude, I'm yes. grown. Ask me this. Like, ask me. <laughs> like, this, this is not me asking me who I'm, what? what? Right, okay, right. All type of stuff. That is not your business. Not, to tell <laughs> not your business. Like, uh-uh. <laughs> no, why don't be in my business. Don't do that. But, right. but they will do it. And they need us in there. Like, they really do. And no matter how know for privacy or what have you and that shoot growing up it wasn't no business everything no. was our parents business and that's like one of the differences in this generation we have tried to and i know like my mom parent i feel like great uh you know did a really good job but some stuff that i'm changing up as a parent i realized mm-hmm. it's different mm-hmm. and that i need to change but that's one thing i can say about growing up like it, the fact that they didn't it's a good and a bad thing we didn't have a 
we didn't we didn't have a say so and as a parent i have been trying to give them of my children a voice in a sense mm-hmm. just to make their mind in a sense but not yeah. to extent where you can tell me what you're going and not going to do exactly. but giving them a voice where you say mom yeah i this bothered me when you did that. And I can explain why it's open outlet for us to communicate. Like, you know, I did that because you're not going to be out here running around like you ain't got no home training. Like we didn't have that voice. Mm-hmm. It was like, what well, my parents said, well, what I say, go, you just got to poke and, your lips and, and deal with it. Cause I'm even seeing it with, with my younger siblings and my mom, um, because the kids nowadays have a voice and they, they know they have a voice. A lot of times they will question things, but it comes off as disrespectful, but it's not that they're trying to be disrespectful. They're just really trying to understand why am I having to do this? Because for them, if it doesn't make sense, they're not going to do it. You know, for us, parents will say, we'll ask why, because I said so. And it's like, all right, we'll do it. But them, that, that's not going to work. They, why am I doing this? Cause, cause you just want me to do it. Like there's no benefit. Like I'm not doing it. Like that, that's how they are. And, and it's not, you know, I, I, I like it because they're, they're, they're not afraid to, to, uh, and I'm not gonna say challenge authority, but they're just not a, not afraid to speak up for themselves, which is good in, in certain aspects. But, um, but yeah, it, it, you, you gotta have to understand it like you do with your kids. Like they know, okay, you can come to me and talk to me about what's going on, but just also know too, I'm the parent. So if I tell you something, you're not gonna try to tell me what you can and can't do. Like, you know, they know the difference between respect and disrespect. So that's where the issue is, is uh, comes in with uh, the kids nowadays and their parents that I'm seeing anyway. Yeah, they don't, they don't have, there's no fine line. They yeah. don't have no, <laughs> I'm speaking my mind versus you're not gonna tell me what to do. Yes, that's like, that's what it is. Yeah, that that is it. Like I had a, I've had kids. And like I said, only, and it's crazy. In this one year, middle school, year eleven. I'm like, Lord, what did you try to tell me? I have kids challenging me in that way, and it's because of this generation, like you said, they they are not afraid to speak their mind. But also, there are some boundaries. Yeah. Um, you can come to me in a different way. Say, hey, Miss Taylor, why don't you take my phone? And like, not like you not get my phone. Like I had a kid tell me I get my phone. And I'm like. Okay, we gonna let's get on that highway. Either I get your phone or you go into the office. Like, right, right. It, it was that I had a kid to tell me. You know, you can't tell me. I told him stop running the hallway. They tell me to shut up. My whole life and my career flashed before my eyes. Actually, I, I I had I had to think about my kids, my family, and and my future because I want to snatch that kid up. So like, who was you talking to? Like, and, I had to, and, and that's the hardest part being an educator mm-hmm. because we have to be able to check those emotions mm-hmm. we can't really yeah. react like we want to mm-hmm. and that's hard you know mm-hmm. like that's hard when you know that they shouldn't be talking to you like that they shouldn't but thank god i was able to come to my senses and not do anything that what really came right. to my mind <laughs> because mm-hmm. ooh, i really could have lost my job and and my whole career would have been just busted but i had to thank god thank god for god thank god for those spirit that didn't allow me to do that but mm-hmm. i'm human I can yeah. tell you, it pissed me off, and I would say everything in the book. They uh-huh. acting like that, what I was mm-hmm. doing, but I was able to come to grips with the fact that this kid felt like my biggest concern was the fact that he felt like he could say that to an adult because mm-hmm. you were in the wrong. You were chasing somebody, almost knocked the girl down mm-hmm. because he was like, you can't. He, he shouldn't have been. His his response was, uh, you can't. You know, you can shut up because he shouldn't have never hit me. Wow. But so, but my my problem, the the issue I have is not is with the behavior, but mm-hmm. what caused the behavior? What mm-hmm. is his parents allowing him to get away with and stay at home to where he can feel like he had the right to say this to an adult, mm-hmm. to a teacher, mm-hmm. and only a person that was correcting him? So, where are you not being corrected at home? Mm-hmm. And how are they allowing you to talk at home because it's not how it's supposed to go? Mm-hmm. 
And then too, I think a lot of it too comes from, cause I, I've seen it where like the child will be, um, when they're with their parents, they're respectful and everything. But then when they're outside of the home, that's when they start, you know, acting up. So I think that kind of comes into two parts. One, how are your parents treating other adults? Because they could have this understanding like, okay, I only need to treat my family members with respect. But when it's anybody else, I'm going to be disrespectful because that's what my parents doing. And then two, what they see on social media. Like, it's people out there that, you know, have a whole bunch of views by being disrespectful. So they're thinking that's okay. So, um... So yeah, it's like I said, um, it's well, like we were saying earlier, like the power that us millennials have, and that um, on these on these uh, on these kids, because a lot of millennials are parents of these kids too. Mm-hmm. So we have to just be mindful that everything we do, they're watching, and whether we're teaching them, like we're telling them, hey, you need to do this and not do this, they're watching us. So whatever we do, we're technically we are teaching them because they're modeling what what they see. So that's why I just treat everybody with respect because, like I said, you never know who, who you're going to need and who you're going to turn to um, or, or what position they have and because they could remember that you told that you were disrespectful to them or something. So yeah. I just, I treat everybody with respect because, listen. <laughs> yeah, and that's just how we were raised, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's just, that goes a long ways with how, what we, you know, were instilled in us and that, you know, drives us today. And even, like I say, as an educator, mm-hmm. you know, that drives me. And it's why it's also so hard for me to even get with this generation because I'm like, we would have never. Yeah. Like, my mama would have never allowed me to be able to do this. I would have never been able to say this to somebody. And it's hard for me to come to grips, but I have to realize they're different. Yeah, uh, they are different. And it's just going to take some prayer and some understanding um, to be able to deal with them. And mm-hmm. some people that can't. And we, and we got to be comfortable with trying to fix it too because I, I read somewhere it was about it was about coaching um but I think it can apply with uh parenting and anything but it was saying how like yes these kids today are different but we shouldn't change you know like basically you know keeping them accountable staying on them teaching them respect we shouldn't change doing that because they're difficult we should just we should continue to keep doing it even though it's going to be hard, but they, they're going to have to learn because eventually they're going to grow up. They're going to be out there in the real world. And if nobody at all the adults that they uh, encountered, nobody, you know, took the time to tell them, okay, what you're doing is wrong. You know, they, it can cause them to end up in like, you know, jail or, you know, not have a good job or anything. And I know that's kind of thinking to the extreme, but I mean, uh, you have to teachers, teachers for sure. But adults period have the imp- have such a powerful impact on on kids and that can be somebody at the barbershop at the hair salon in the grocery store like it you can you can have an impact on on kids and people in general anywhere you're at so we just got to keep that mindset and like i said it's 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 challenging it is but you know we don't do it who's gonna do it yeah and it's just gonna part. keep and it's gonna keep repeating itself so that's that's the part right there we don't do it who's going to and that's why you know only certain people are teachers because of that we we teachers we have like we do think about the far-fetched future Mm -hmm. um and i think about as a whole and i want people you know to think about that in relation to my kids because it may be some areas where i'm lacking and i want you to be able to make up that gap um to do that or to help in that area and help instill and force it may, or it could be something that I'm saying at home they're just not getting it but if their teachers are saying this teachers are doing it it may make it um more impactful and make it kind of stick in the area because they do need that they need they need us 
continue to, to hold our ground. We just got to find, you know, maybe different avenues in which we could approach it. But we can't let up. Because like I said, I told like that one kid, I'm like, with that situation with telling me, you know, to shut up. I'm like, and I actually had another kid who, you know, they come to me and I had one kid talk to me about, it. he said, yeah, you know, I almost cussed this other teacher out. I said, why? Yeah. Like, because she was telling me this, this, and I said, or she was disrespecting me. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. They feel like they respect is not given unless it's given to them. That's this whole generation. And yeah. I was like, y'all, y'all have to understand with the situa- situation with police now, it ain't no getting respect. If, no. if you, he talks to you crazy, you better deal with it. If you want to make it home. Mm-hmm. I said, so what, is, what, what are we preparing our kids for? We're telling them that, yeah, don't let nobody disrespect you, adults or whoever. And yet, you're going to go in the world and they're going to, people are going to be telling you what to do. They're going to be disrespecting your mm-hmm. boss. going to be talking, could be talking crazy to you. Mm-hmm. All right. You won't have to go to education. They're going to, if you get education, the professor's going to do what they want to do. And then mm-hmm. think about the police. If you get pulled over, I don't care how wrong that police is. If you want to make it home, you're going to have to humble yourself and be like, yes, sir. You know, and, and get so what are we teaching? Teaching, I'm not saying let anybody disrespect you, but also know you gotta humble yourself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and know like, and know when it's the right time to, to say something too, because because yes. a lot of times I know we want sometimes some teachers we we're stressed out, and so we may we may come off you know rude or whatever, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know that don't give you the right to really as a kid you don't have the right to talk to to adults crazy anyway but you just never know what people are going through so it's like yeah. like you said like humble yourself and you know take it and sit down like you you picking up a fight and a fuss or whatever what what difference they gonna make like if, if I still have a bad attitude I'm still gonna have a bad attitude you know what I mean so it's like mm-hmm. just, just sit down you just gonna make it worse so <laughs> so it's right. just yeah yeah. <laughs> it, it's tough you gotta be made for it trust me um yeah you do learning and and education and and what have you because it's it can be tough you have to check yourself a lot and like yeah. i said like you just mentioned it's times where i have gotten frustrated like i've just told little michael over here to sit down 18 times mm-hmm. or that he can go to the bathroom 18 times and then you come ask me because you want to listen to pay attention and then i get at you like dude didn't i just tell him he wouldn't go right. you're not going either like right yeah yeah yeah, I'm not mean to be rude, but I, trust me, I'm tired. Like I'm not. I've been told him to be quiet. I'm trying to teach, and you not listening. You not doing either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you are gonna get a little attitude, and I'm gonna have to apologize later. But trust me. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> that's not. Like, are you listening? Because I just told him mm-hmm. the same thing, and you gonna ask too? No. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Trust me. I, yeah. I get it. It's my crazy. my motivation for because like this past year, I've actually I've I've grown a lot more confident in my role as an educator and as a coach um because of the passing of my dad um and I know that's kind of crazy to think but like I can actually feel his his energy with me because I mean you know my dad he was just he was a strong presence Mm -hmm. and um you know like I said when he walked to the room he he got respect but he also gave respect too Mm -hmm. and so because I am a product of him I want to make sure that I'm um you know, I'm, I'm spreading who he was and, and the foundation of who he was whenever I'm teaching. So it's kind of like, if I don't, if I don't give my best and I don't, I don't do something to make a difference, it kind of almost feel like I'm, you know, his life was in vain in a way. That's kind of how I look at it. Like, I don't want like, yes, he passed away, but then, you know, because I'm a product, like all of his hard work that he put into, to not only me, but my siblings and then those around me to, to go to waste because 
you know, like I said, I learned a lot. I learned about accountability. I learned about, um, you know, um, working hard, staying in and not quitting, mm-hmm. being respectful, having a good attitude. And so because a lot of kids and even daughters don't have dads like that, like I feel like now, even though I'm not a dad, I'm not a man, I can still spread that. And yes. I, and the beauty of, of working in middle school um, you know, whether you're, whether I'm in PE or I'm in the classroom, I get to, to work with men, work with boys. I'm hoping that, you know, the presence that I bring, that they can learn something from me too. Cause, cause little, cause yes, it's father's day and fathers do make an impact, but us women too, we can make impact on, on, uh, young men as well. So we just have to, we have to realize that, that power that we have. So. Yeah. And that was part of like one of the questions or the topic that I want to talk about was just that the fact of having a man, uh, a father in your life, the way that your dad was mm-hmm. like, how, what impact did that have on you as a woman and who you are today? So that's the thing, even though you're not a dad or I'm not a dad, just being able to, you know, go off of those experiences that you had with your dad, lets you know exactly how to treat other people. Not only that, like for them, one of the things I always say and I always stick with is that it's so important for fathers to to understand their role and to be present because especially when it comes to daughters is because you are the first foundation of what they're going to expect from a man and what a man is how they should treat them how they should act how they should respond and how you manage that is going to dictate so much in your daughter's lives like i'm a prime example Mm -hmm. so if your if your first the first thing is is to, to you're letting your kid down um, they're going to expect other men to let them down. If it's that you, you held them accountable um, and you made sure that, you know, that they still hard working, they're going to make sure that the other men they see, I expect you to have the same thing my dad had or what he taught me, accountability. And it all goes and plays into relationships yeah. and everything. Like, it, it is so, dad, dad, dads, they don't realize, like, they are like the prime source to so many things when it comes to daughters. And I no. can't say for sons for, so, for sure because I'm not... And I also want to point out, too, that a lot of girls um, and even if think about some of my friends, they really didn't have a strong uh, or not necessarily friends, but just people, uh, females that I know that didn't have a strong uh, father presence. A lot of them rely on like their beauty or their body to get them ahead in in life versus like, no, you're more than that. You, You have work ethic. You have smarts. Like yep. you, you're, you're more than just a pretty face and a pretty body. And so yes. that was, that's one thing that, that I, it just came to my mind now that it was so that I'm glad I had my dad in my life to, to teach me that like anything you want, you can go get it. You don't have to, you know, uh, be like a, a damsel in distress or anything like that. And you don't have to have a man to get you the things you want in life. So uh, that's, that's, I think that's the biggest thing I, I learned from my dad, just being strong and independent. And yes, you, you can, you can have a husband and everything that you're capable of doing it, but you don't need that. And I think well, a lot of, a lot of females, a lot of uh, girls that don't have that dad in their life, they're thinking, oh, I need to have a man to, um, you know, to support, to, to, to support my life and all that. And, and also too, that's kind of how we were taught when girls were taught like, okay, you, you graduate college and then you go, you go get married. Why I gotta get married? Why, why can't I just, you know, go, go off and, and be a boss. And then, you know, you know what I mean? Like, and, and, and what bothered me too was a lot of my kids, they're always asking me like, Coach Johnson, do you have a boyfriend? Coach Johnson, are you married? I'm like, no. I said, why can't I just be a happy single woman? And they're like, you need a husband. And, and I'm like, what, why, why? 
I'm good by myself. You know, you know. So I, that was that's one thing. exciting, man. Yeah. That's exciting. The 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 emphasis they place on men and husbands. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's crazy because they it make I, I posted something a while ago but on Instagram but it said something about like we have put so much emphasis on women being married and finding husbands that we lost the validity in ourselves like yeah I'm valid without I don't have to be we, society has made this people in the Bible that did not get married and they were still great and made a great impact we have yeah. associated marriage and and being with somebody uh, is the key to being successful. I can be, you can be happy by yourself, and it's some people it's hard to really you know believe that. But you can actually, some people feel like their life is not fulfilled if they don't have a man, exactly, or wife, yep. or what have you. And that's not always true. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, there's something we desire. Yes, there's something they want, but that don't mean I'm not happy until right. that guy seen that you know, and not that happens. So I think that is that is that is crazy. And but society has put that stress on young yeah. people. Mm-hmm. To, oh, I gotta go get married, and then it also leads us to choosing the wrong people, choosing mm-hmm. the wrong man, or the wrong because oh, I the size society says, or my family say, hey, I have to go to college, get married, or other races they actually go get married first before they go to college, and that is how they you know choose to live their life. But mm-hmm. it's hard for me to to see it like that because um, that's not what I was taught, not necessarily what I was taught. It's just not what I inherited because. Mm-hmm. I ain't had no man take care of me. Mama. I ain't had seen no man take care of my mom in that sense. So I, all I knew how to do was go get it. And I feel like mm-hmm. I got that from my dad. And yeah. again, I've had to, in a situation when I was in a relationship that I shouldn't have been in or that wasn't great for me, uh, at that time, I had to, that's what dug me out. Like, you, 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 you don't need this. It's not something yeah. you have to have. You don't need, you are good all on your own. You have this going about you. You're educated. You are smart. You have goals. You have morals. You have values. Let that drive you. Let that push you and go find what, and let God send what, you, what, you, what he has for you. Because sometimes we'll get caught and some people may not have that. Some young women may not have the education. They may not have uh, any, just really just thinking positive about themselves. They weren't taught that. Again, like you mentioned, they just think about, oh, all I have is my body. So then they're forced to settle for people in relationships that was never meant for them because they have nothing else to stand on. And I thank God that I feel like I've always had that and made me when a situation that could have kept me bound, God didn't allow it to because like, no, I'm too, not that I'm better than nobody, but God made me more than this. You know, he made me for more than this. I have more than just my beauty or my body to get out here and make it so if you go on and that one gone guess what i'm gonna be all right mm-hmm. we have to remind ourselves of that sometimes and some society make us forget that for sure you know there is a um a show on hulu like it came out this this summer and it it is it shows the it shows a woman who needed her father who mm-hmm. basically so it's called Unprisoned. And it has mm-hmm. Carrie Washington in it, and it has uh, I can't I can't think of the guy's name that plays her dad, but her dad was in and out of prison her all through her childhood, and so she grew up without a father, and so um, you know when he got out of prison, of course he came and stayed with her, and uh, she kept saying how you know she doesn't need need a dad, and you know how his absence didn't play a part, but it actually did, and so he mm-hmm. he started you know teaching her things. Um, that she needs to be taught as a young child. And, and in between the, the episodes, um, you can see her inner child come out. Like they actually had like a, 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 act, a smaller, a, a young actress as her inner child. And so she'll come out and they'll be having conversations and stuff. But one of the, uh, 
one one of the episodes, uh, Carrie Washington, the daughter, she was dating um, a man that she shouldn't have been with. He was still married and all of that. And the dad told her, he was like, you're like, he had to break it down to her. Like, um, you know, is this going on? Blah, blah, blah. And she said, yeah. He's like, well, you're the side bitch. And she said, what? And she said, she said, no, I'm not. And he, he broke it down and she was like, wait, I am. And then, and then he had to tell her like, you're more than a side bitch. And she started crying. <laughs> she, yeah. she was crying because she needed to hear that. Like yeah. I am more than that. And so it was just, I, I love it. They only have season one, but I cannot wait to season two come out, but it's called. I'm go check it out. I saw it and I wanted to get into it, but now you're gonna make me really go do it. Go it is it. really, it is really good. It is really good. I, I just liked how um, they showed um, just how important her dad was in her life. And then I like that he he was so positive. Like he wasn't, although he was in prison and all of that, he was so wise um, and he so knowledgeable. Um, he was a cook. So he, he has talents and all that. Um, and so he, even though he came out of prison, like he was trying to make up for lost time. So he, he saw that she needed him. And so she, he will actually give, uh, you know, encourage her to do better with her life and um give her positivity and so i just thought that was i thought it was cute so definitely like stuff like that especially when it kind yeah. of you know can confirm you know what you've already feeling because I, I just like based off experience and just seeing around like even in my daughter's life uh just how important a dad is like i, I even mm-hmm. can see right, right now um, like she spent time with her dad, but I don't feel like she's spending enough. And she has even my husband, but it's nothing like a dad, your dad and your dad's present. So I can see how it is developing some type of insecurities and, um, you know, there's really where she's craving the attention that she should be, that she's wanting from her dad, the time that she's wanting from her dad. And what's crazy enough is that as much as I try to prevent that, that from happening to my daughter, because it feel like the same thing happened to me. Um, it's like it's a repeating the cycle and I'm like mm-hmm. I'm glad God brought it to my attention because now I can pray about it and then my mom may not recognize it but like when I was younger I wanted, I wanted my dad I didn't want to be around him I wanted his presence so bad and he was in my life of course but it just I didn't have I didn't feel like I spent enough time with him when I was younger that I wanted to and I craved that all the time like just spending time and you know really just you know being doing stuff that girls do like it's time I spent time with my dad and you know it, it was meaningful, it didn't matter what we were doing. He could be just hanging, chilling with his friends, drinking. And as long as I was around, I was good. And it's like, as much as, as good as my mom was, she still could never take the place of my dad. And the, the time that I yearned to spend, spend with him, and I see that happening with my daughter, like, even though she has a stepdad, she has me spending time. She still desires and wants that time with her dad that she's not able to get as much as she would like. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I look and I think about it, I thought about, you know, even when I, started dating her dad mm-hmm. it's like those daddy issues that I had played a part in even me selecting the men that I dated and in and him in particular because at the time he was a father and he was a single father to two kids it's like that I craved what I craved from my dad was the fact oh he's a present dad or dad it's like I went and found that in mm-hmm. somebody else like mm-hmm. the fact that it drew me to him the fact that he was a good father and um and that he was you know present in his kid's life and he didn't you know had him he didn't give up on what the case may be um it's like I had to think back and reflect on like wow like that trauma that I had from my dad impacted me in this relationship and I didn't even realize it it Mm -hmm. drew me to him um in that sense just because 
what I was lacking from my dad was attention and time. Mm-hmm. It drew me to somebody who was what I wanted my dad to be when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy that it can play a part like that. We don't even realize how important um, different things play on our lives and even like the presence of a father. So now I'm seeing that my daughter, like the situation we had with her phone, like the situation she had with it happened with a little boy. Um, I could see in that situation, her crying, she, her wanting the attention of her father. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, like, what do you, what, what do I do with that? Like, I'm trying to do everything I can do to, to make sure she's, you know, she's raised the right way, what the case may be, but there's some stuff that I just have no control over. So just what it led me to do is to continue to pray and have her talk to her and be open about that situation and to um, really just have her pray for her dad and the fact that she wanted to spend more time with him yeah everybody got to work i get that and that that was me as well um but it's what extent does i have to work i have to work i have to work um get to where your kid your your child becomes an adult and it's in the trauma issue because that's my that was my dad i gotta work i gotta work he the, the workaholism i i got that from him because all he did was work like he didn't have the time he might have wanted to spend the time with me but he had and my other siblings but he had to work so he chose to work and provide uh, to do what he had to do but it also left a void that wasn't filled in me and I'm like how can we I'm thinking back like how can I help other fathers pay close attention to that and not allow that to happen yeah see my dad was um he his his dad was uh absent in his life too and so it it caused him to have the opposite effect when he became a father he was like um you know because my dad wasn't there and he he basically wasn't trying to you know acknowledge him or anything like that he said i'm not gonna have my kids be that way like he that's why he was so um intentional on being there for his kids now the only thing i can say about my dad is that i think because he wanted to be there for everybody and and really just for my family he was there for all his kids and um and also his family members but uh, he he oftentimes will put himself and his health on the back burner and so um as as parents yes we do need to be there for our our kids but we also need to make sure that we take care of ourselves and especially for black people black men especially um therapy gotta gotta have therapy gotta talk to people but the one thing that I can say with, with my dad is that, that I actually seen would, there'll be times that he would share information, like he confided in a family member, whatever. And, you know, they'll, you know, we at the house chilling, whatever, um, just having a good family time and they'll bring it up like as a joke. So, and I, and I've seen that happen, not only just with my dad, but just with, with men in general, like if they're with their homeboys, well, remember when you said blah, 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 blah. So it's like, whenever men especially confide in other people about things that they're going through because a lot of times they don't because they're seen as the man they're seen that they have to be strong and if they they cry or they going through something they seem weak so the the time that they do try to open up we need to be one willing to listen and don't judge and then don't bring it back up because one it already took a lot of uh, courage for them to even come out and say that and so I personally think which I I don't know my daddy what my daddy would never say but I personally think that he dealt with some depression um because um his his mom died when he was real well when she was young well he was young too he was like in his early 20s um when she passed so he had to become 
pretty much a father figure for the rest of his his siblings. He has six siblings. Well, it's it's six of them total. So he has five other siblings, and he's the oldest. So he basically had the you know they're they all had different dads, so their dads weren't in the picture um, as much. So he basically had to become the father figure. And um, his older, I mean, his youngest um, sibling, his sister is uh, Tisha. Um, she was still, I think she was like in maybe middle school. So he basically kind of raised her. So he was her father figure um, as she grew up. So um, I just say that like for the fathers who are present, um, just I, I, I want them to know like, yes, you need to be present for your family and, and make sure that you're intentional there. Be there because they're important. But also to make sure that you are getting your mental health taken care of. It is okay to be depressed. Um, I feel like, really, I feel like everybody now is a little bit depressed, especially right. as African-Americans. Like, right. it, and it's okay. Like, I, 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 I know we grew up, and anytime somebody said, you're depressed, it's like, no, you're crazy. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's all the stigma that go with it. There is nothing wrong with having a little bit of depression. There is nothing wrong right. with going to therapy. Like, it is nothing wrong with getting the help you need to to make to, you know to make you feel better like it's better to to let it out than to hold all that in because it's going to be costly so gotcha. I, agree. I just want to make sure that to, I, i'm always going to be an advocate for, for mental oh, health thank too. you thank you for yeah. that we we need that we need to to yeah. definitely because again men they're different than women you know we'll go yeah. do whatever we'll get the help we don't mind but them they it take a lot it takes yeah. a lot for them to even step up to to say that they need help it takes a lot for them to say, you know, even talk to somebody. Like I talk to my husband all the time. Like he's so closed. Like he doesn't, you know, he doesn't express emotion. He doesn't really have friends like that. I'm like, dude, I need some, need some friends. Like I, like I know you get tired of just be, it's just you. Like you know why? It's because that men like trying to open up to other men. They they'll clown you like you weak or whatever. So it's like, uh. It's it's just, it's really hard for men. One thing I do, and then also too, I don't think we see a lot of men friendships either. I don't. I when like in some of the guys that I know, they have a mixture of more women in their friend group than they do men. There's like a there's one or two in there, but it's mainly women that I see. But one thing I do want to point out is um, on the best man, um, the uh, the series that they did on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Did you see that? I did. I like that whenever um, Harper, um, the Arthur, when he was going through his situation with his wife towards the end of the season, and he was all, you know, sad and, you know, thing with the with the child and everything with his daughter, like his boys knew off the bat something was wrong. And so they yeah. just showed up. Yeah, and I like that. They got the cards. And yes. Yeah. And then they just sat down and then them just being there was a relief for him like he didn't have to talk about it nothing they was just there and i love that and if you notice they've done that they've done the the card game and the drink game in every um movie anytime somebody was going through something on the on the first one uh is the whole issue about uh uh the football player being uh he didn't was nervous about getting married they was talking there and then Mm -hmm. in the second one uh, they had a little talk about with Harper and not sure about him writing his book, or whatever, but whatever they was going through, they just mm-hmm. came together. So uh, men having a, uh, a circle group, whether it's at church, whether it is at, um, you know, your uncles, whatever, just having that time to just talk is, is very important. And I don't think they realized it. 
and they don't have it enough. They don't. Yeah, they don't. Like, they rather just sit and hold it in, and like you know, really the the you know aspect of their whole lives could be you know heightened and enhanced if they can just because like for females we we need that. Like yeah. I need to have a girls and I don't have it enough. I need to have a girls night. I need to just go release and let it go like that. Yeah. You know, your whole quality of life and just letting it loose and being with somebody and just yeah. thinking, get mind off your problems, whatever the case may be, for that moment is makes a difference. And it it, it, and men don't they don't see the value in that, you know, fathers specifically. And I know these kids, like I know we're getting on your nerves. Like I know yeah. I'm getting on your nerves, I know they're getting on your nerves. So how you how you releasing that? You know, yeah. other than maybe playing a game here and there, how, we gotta you gotta release it somehow. Mm-hmm. You're, just, you're just talking to God about it. Okay, I talk to God too. Sometimes it's still at the moment. Don't just make it feel like all right. I know He got it, yeah. but what mm-hmm. else are you doing to release that? So we definitely, I, we, I would definitely support and and agree with you that men need to take care of their, especially fathers, because these kids they get on your nerves. And wives, we get on y'all nerves too. <laughs> so we know, like, I, trust me, I know. I've, I, I ain't even gonna act like I ain't, um, but. <laughs> just know like y'all it's okay it's mm-hmm. okay to believe. it's okay to say hey i need to go and just get my mind free or whatever the case may be yeah. you know and so many men especially black men they don't have an outlet they don't they don't have an outlet and they feel like they okay they act like they okay but they need that outlet yeah okay so we've had a good discussion um in really are 55 minutes so i'm gonna probably find one more question okay uh, to to ask you um, and then we'll go from there. Um, right. I guess the question I'm going to go with is, um, do you feel like, um, actually, right, one, I got maybe two questions. So when it comes to relationships, did your dad talk to you, talk to you and your sisters about relationships and men like that? Did he put you on game or he was like, I'm gonna let y'all figure it out. I didn't come to me later. Like how'd that work? Uh, like he... Yes and no. One, I didn't, I didn't date as much in high school because I was just so focused. Like, like I said, when my dad taught me, like, like focus right. in, and that was me. And I just felt like anything outside of my focus was a distraction. So I didn't date as much in, um, in high school. But when I got to college, uh, you know, I tried to date and and talk to different guys, and and my dad would ask about them, like, hey, you know, who who you talking to? Who's that? What's his intentions? What does he work? He just asked all the questions. Um, and so, you know, he basically would just tell me, like, you know, make sure he treats you right. Um, I think there was one time um, I told him that I, w- I was going to go meet the guy. And he was like, Mm-mm, he need to come pick you up on the date. And I'm like, well, daddy, I don't want him to know where I stay. So I'm going to go meet him. That's that's how it is there. But um, uh, other than that, no, I wish I would have talked to him more about um, relationships. But um because because he like my, my dad was real wise so um he he would have he would have put me on game um now as far as him and my mom's relationship it it wasn't the best it was kind of like you know here and there here and there so um that's why i wish i would have talked to him more um as, especially as i got older because a lot of times you know when i was in high school i would i would try to ask him questions about you know him and my mom's relationship and um, about different stuff, and he's just like, "That ain't none of your business. You too young." Blah, 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 blah. And so now that I'm an actual adult, I think if he was still here, I think he'll be a little bit more open with, you know, having those conversations and, you know, and talking about that. But, but no. And honestly, um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think even, even even the other men in my life, like my uncles um, and my grandparents. Uh, no, I wouldn't. Now, my, my uncles, they would they would put me on game if I was asking them. Like, they told me when the last time I went home to visit, they was like, um, Nisi, you got you got you some protection. You got you a gun. I said, what do I need a gun for? They said, because, you know, you, you're a pretty girl and you can't be out there walking around the street. Nigga's crazy. I said, well... <laughs> I said, well, I hope nothing happened because I don't have no gun. So uh, my uncles would definitely put me on. And and one thing I can say, the men in my life, I, I knew they they had my back. If they found out like if a dude mistreated me or you know I was going through something with a with a man, they they was gonna pull up. But I never had had an issue because my dad taught me well. I'm a I know how to protect myself, so right. and too, I, and then too, I know how to like know right from wrong. Like I said, just from the few conversations that we did have, he he told me what I should be looking for and what's right and what's not right. So yeah, Boy, that's the yeah, that's the part. Just telling you what you know. Sometimes without an example, it's kind of hard for us as women like to understand. Okay, yeah, this is I should allow him to treat me. We we think it's common sense for some things, mm-hmm. but like a lot of the stuff is kind of we reenact how, what we saw. So mm-hmm. me never really having an example of a man, how to treat a woman, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of skewed what I expected from a man. Like I know what to expect, but like, do I let him get away with not open my door? Or do I just like open myself? Like what, what do I do? I do sometimes wish like my dad talked to me, you know, about boys in a sense, uh, men in a sense when I was younger in high school. Um, but we never got to the level where, you know, this is how a man should treat you. Um, mm-hmm. I really kind of wish I would have got that from him. Um, this yeah. is what you accept. This is what you don't accept. Like, this is, like, if a man do this, he don't really love you. He don't care about you. Like, those conversations, I wish that I would have had. And I wonder if other people, other young women, wish they dads would have talked to them about that as a, at a young age, like yeah. in high school and in middle school. Like like you said, your dad said, he should have come pick you up. Like, my dad had those type of conversations mm-hmm. as well. But it was just like that part of it but actually treating and and really the emotional side of of what to allow what to you know do with a man I ain't get that till it was too late <laughs> like it was too late I'd already picked the wrong one and I already you know so you know I do think that some daddies like I, some daughters they may not necessarily say but they do desire to have those type of conversations uh with their fathers like like I want you to give me as much game as you can give me so I won't be falling for these lanes I hear, you know, as a younger, especially in college, uh, because especially like coming from a small town. So one of my biggest issues is that I didn't date as much kind of like you. I did have one um, boyfriend like in in high school that we kind of steady or whatever, but it's a lot I didn't know. Like, mm-hmm. so when, you know, threw some money at me and was spending all this time with me, I was like, okay, he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that ain't it. Like, that ain't it. But I, I really didn't have, I was naive because I didn't understand. I didn't know. And at that time, I also was the virgin. So mm-hmm. all the other stuff, I was just like, you know, oh, this is, shoot, this first one, it really, you know, showed me this and, and showed me that. So, but there's so much more to it that mm-hmm. I need to understand. I need to know. And I feel like, you know, everything happened for a reason, but I do feel like it can help young women in the sense of they actually some people might think it's uncomfortable, but talk to your daughters about how boys should treat them. Like the situation with my daughter, like I told her dad the situation, like you need to talk to her at 10 about how boys should treat her with her self-esteem. Like you're beautiful. You don't need to settle for this. You don't need to do this to, to please this type of boy or whatever the case may be. Those conversations need to happen. And now with this generation need to happen earlier than later. And, and that's the thing too. I think a lot of parents are thinking, oh, I don't need to tell them 
but it's like no you do and you need to do it earlier too and and then another thing is that now since we have youtube we have tiktok uh all this stuff where they can get information they may be getting the wrong information so it's very important that you are you know talking with um talking with your kids like um there's one time Gwendolyn has said um yeah uh me and so some boys you talked to me and so and so uh yeah we we just mess with each other I said, I said, what that mean? I said, what you mean, mess with each other? Like, I said, y'all having sex? And she said, no, what does mean that we just talk? I said, no, that's not what that mean. Yeah. Like, I need, you need to, that's not the right vocabulary. Right. <laughs> At least not right. what I mean. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, okay, y'all need to, it, just need to talk with, talk with your kids. That's it. Talk, talk to them. Don't think that always oh, this just feels weird. You rather feel weird, and you talk about it, then they go be be misled. But mm-hmm. these little boys is they they scandalous. Yeah. In the earlier, and I'm just like, God, really? Like we gotta really already talk about this stuff, but you do. And and now too, the girls that are 12 are looking 16. Oh like you yeah. definitely gotta talk to the girls because girls, like I said, some girls are thinking that they have to use their their uh, their beauty and their body to get ahead. Mm-hmm. And it's like you need to really tell them like you're more than just a pretty face and a pretty body. Yes. Like you have so much more to offer. Don't let a man, uh, you know, have you think that you know that's what you got to do to get ahead. Like yeah, because someone will and they'll trick you. Like you, you gotta know. You gotta have you know a relationship yeah. with God first. You gotta know your value in that area. But outside of that too, just know your value. Know your worth. And even yeah. it, like I said, teaching. I got teaching. I didn't realize I had to really teach my daughter that. Her, say hands on. But even at 10, I'm, you're beautiful. You don't have to settle for that. If he don't like you, he won't be your friend because you won't do some of the stuff that, that oh, so be it. It's mm-hmm. They're going to come a nama dozen at some point. But that shouldn't even be your focus right now. That's the main thing. Exactly. But because it it is and however, like how I can control that, I'm control that. But you need to know that you are beautiful and that mm-hmm. you are going to, you can get your education. You're going to be smart. You, the fact you won't necessarily need no man you want one okay mm-hmm. i want you to want a man i want you to want a man right but you don't need one and you ain't got to focus on that at such a young age like mm-hmm. and period like you want to focus on your education focus on what you want to be in life and do in life and yeah. we have to stress that because i think that's one of the main things that that definitely kept me was my goals mm-hmm. you know my goals and, and like i said being grounded and in, in, in having a relationship with god but also just my goals like no nah, I can't do that with no baby like I'm like no I want to go do this this and this I'm not letting you 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 distract me from it you know so I do think that's important for sure yeah. okay uh so this last question I had like one last one that I have we can talk about is that um do you feel like fathers are undervalued uh and and why or why we explain um, your Yes, I, I I feel like they are undervalued um, because they they provide a lot of fathers provide so much for their family. Um, they're providing for the wife. They're providing for um, you know the daughters, the kids, and a lot of times they don't get the thank you that they that they should like because mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of times it's kind of expected of them to do so it's like oh we don't need to tell you thank you but they need to be appreciated too and and we need to give them i know a lot of times um you know we want to give people their flowers when you know they pass away or we want to give flowers to just the women but men need flowers too and i mean they may you know they probably don't they don't like flowers but you know i I mean they need to give credit where credit is due for sure give them credit because uh, men carry so much on their back 
that we that we don't know. Um, like my dad, for example, um, he he was going through a lot. Like a lot of people don't realize the things that he went through up until his his passing. Um, he he was a bad diabetic. Um, he was on dialysis because he had kidney failure. Um, he was blind in one eye. Um, he had uh, half his foot amputated. Um, and still with all of that, he still made it a point to be there for his family, to be there for his for his daughters, to, to just keep going because he didn't want to, you know, not provide. Um, and so, um, like I said earlier, a lot of times they're carrying stuff with them, like their mental health, and they, they don't they don't show it because they know they need to provide. So um, it's, they're definitely undervalued um, because like I said, I think that they're expected um, to do all of that. But but yes, they we need to um, acknowledge um, fathers and, and really, and also to acknowledge men as well because there are a lot of men who are not necessarily fathers, but they are playing that father role. Like um, for example, with Boogie, Buggy, I mean, Buggy is a father, but all his kids are grown and he's still, you know, making an impact on uh, being in yes. the little dribblers and, and being with those kids. And and there's some other guys too out there um, that are that are not uh, that are not dads. I'm trying to think of anybody else because everybody else is, are dads like Kendrick with his kids and, and Ike, he has kids. And so just um, really men in general, they need to be given their flowers and they need to be known, uh, be told that they're appreciated. And and I don't think we need to just wait to, um, you know, to a certain day. We need to tell them, you know, anytime we feel like they need to be appreciated, we need we need to let them, let them know. So, um, but yeah, to answer your question, you're definitely undervalued. And that's probably why a lot of men, you know, don't uh, just, and I think they're also taken for granted too. And I think that's why a lot of men don't, um, you know, do what they're supposed to do because a lot of times they have been taken advantage of. Like some women will, you know, use a guy because of what he have and what he can do. But um, you know, they they have men have feelings too. So we we just need to you know be kind to everybody and 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 make sure that we're not using them. We're we're tell them we appreciate them and just you know know that they're valued. Great, I agree. Cause mamas, we get we get a lot of credit. And without fathers, a lot of things wouldn't be possible. It wouldn't happen. So uh, I definitely say that they are undervalued um, and they do need to know their value. Uh, they, yeah. they need to know and recognize that they are so valuable. They're valuable to uh, so many aspects of their community. And I think that's why some of them, they just don't know. They don't realize. And I'm glad you mentioned um, Boogie and we mentioned earlier, but um, Ike and Curtis and all those people that we know um, like I said, Mr. Byron Smith and Alan High, like all those people that I can think of, I may be missing some few people, but those are the main ones that I know that came up through the Little Dribbler program who made an impact on my life um, as a young lady and so many other kids and young men uh, just by being present, by being there, giving their time and lots of, they weren't getting paid for that stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. to be there but they were like the community father they they didn't know and they might not even realize that they were feeling a void that needed to have been you know filled in so many young people's lives and just spending the time and uh helping uh so many things that they contributed to and the lessons we learned through that sport through that community um i think it was valuable and i don't think they realized to an extent they're valuable to their families but they're also valued to all the kids that mm-hmm. came up in the community that they had an impact on their lives, you know. Yeah. So I definitely appreciate them for for everything that they did mm-hmm. in all of our lives, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yep. 
All right, if there, if there was one thing that you could tell your dad today, um, what would it be? If there's one thing that you can sum up everything that he taught you, uh, the impact he had on your life, uh, just the impact it had on everybody's life, what would it be? Um, I will for sure just tell him thank you. Um, cause a lot of times I didn't, I didn't tell him that I made sure that I always told him I loved him. I made sure I told him that, but I didn't tell him thank you. Um, like I said earlier, he, he sacrificed, sacrificed a lot and he did it with no complaint. Um, even up until like the couple weeks before he passed, he, um, he made it a point to, to talk to everybody. Like he, he knew, like, I don't know what, when God speaks, man, he speaks. And I feel like he told, he, he was letting my dad know that it was about to be his time to go. Um, and he made it a point to talk to all of his loved ones and tell them like, you know, his last, what he wanted of them to do after he was gone and expectations and stuff. And so just to have that, um, like I said, that sacrifice and then also showing unconditional love. Um, I, I wanna, if I could tell him, I would tell him thank you for that because he showed me that you can, give love and you don't have to expect it in return like I knew my dad loved me whether he told me or not because I knew by his actions he always made it a point to to show like he I'll tell you he makes sacrifice he makes sacrifices for the people he loved and so just to see that from somebody even when they're you know down and out they're sick they're they're about to pass away and they're still showing love like I mean I'm, I'm I don't think I'll ever find that again um and so I I would definitely tell my dad thank you for all all he's done all he's done and you know that I miss him I, I miss his wisdom too like um of course my dad um you know he I think he went to a community college he did he did have a a football scholarship to uh, Texas State, but he ended up leaving to come back home to to be uh, here with my with me and my twin sister because he was like he my, so my uncles tell me he told my uncles come get me because I'm not about to let another man raise my kids. <laughs> so he came on back home, but despite him not you know going to college and, and graduating, he still was so wise. Um, he was wise streetwise. He was wise in the book. Like I, I could, I felt like my daddy knew everything. Like I would go ask him, and even if he didn't, he he faked it like he did. So I thought he knew. <laughs> so, but my my dad, uh, he 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 was a wonderful person. And no, he wasn't perfect because um, no one ever is. But as far as like a dad, he he is the 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 prime example of what it means to be a, a great dad and be a great role model um in that aspect so um i definitely would tell him thank you for sure okay all right good 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 um well that's going to anything else you want to add before we go um well well no well i i do love this i love your podcast and i love that you uh you know took the courage to decide to 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 have a platform to spread your voice because like you said it, it is it is very important for people to hear um advice hear wisdom hear just conversation and then also have a platform for people like me um to come on and just you know share our experiences and share our um our um uh ideas and advice and stuff so thank you for inviting me um and anytime you need something i i and well i don't mind coming back uh, I yes. I enjoy this. I, I I'm the same way with you. Um, now I haven't found my platform that I want to 
uh, you know, be able to, you know, impact other people. But, uh, you know, uh, this this is this is good. I, I kudos to you for starting it. So, oh, well, I appreciate it. And trust me, I, it's not easy. It's days that I feel like I'm not, you know, worthy or I'm not doing a good job. But I just try to let God lead me and do what I have to do. But I appreciate that. Uh, that do let me know that I'm doing something that is impactful, is going to help. And again, I definitely will have you on again because so many more topics that we could talk about from parents and relationships or what have you, and especially with you being an educator. We have, we, we know, we not know so much, but we gain so much insightful experience with kids and with parenting, even though we, you know, not their parents because we actually spend a lot of time with them. So I appreciate you yeah. coming on though and your openness and humbleness to be able to even share your story about your dad. Cause I know it's not always easy uh, with his passing being definitely so fresh. So I appreciate you being open and honest and able to, you know, willing to share your knowledge and wisdom with everybody and um come on the podcast so i appreciate that for sure no problem i did like i said i enjoyed it and i i, I can come back anytime you need me <laughs> all right and hey trust me i'm gonna call on you i'm gonna call on hey, you because i'll be hey, here one of the hardest thing is to get just get people that want to talk and like you know and it's, it's so much stuff to talk about so i definitely will there's so much yeah there's so much so yeah well i appreciate you taking time out your day um I thank you and uh, good luck. You know, I know you got some few changes happening, and uh, hopefully, I'll see you around. May yeah. see you around in Mansfield. Same, uh, same with you too. Good luck on everything, especially trying to be a principal. I mean, that's important because just seeing men to see black educators, period, and then to move up into that leadership role. I mean, that's amazing. So, best of luck with everything with that, and I know you're gonna do great in that in that role. So. Looking forward to hearing to hearing about that and seeing you do that. Yes, yes, yes. I'm gonna share it. I'm gonna share it. But also, I will get with you um, as well, so we can, you know, get some time to come together. Like I do think that, uh, like I mentioned with Shermaine and DeAndre, other people, like you know, we need to come together too. Like women, we need to support women, um, especially young women. Like you're, you know, younger than us, but just come with the same mindsets. Like we need to get together and be able to, you know, help and build each other up. I know time is like one of the hardest things, but. Uh, we need to find a time to get together, and I'm definitely going to reach out to you for that uh, as well. But we need to uplift each other, you know, come together and support one another. And it's definitely needed because, like, we don't have that as much as, you know, more women have it than men do. But we always say we need it, but we ain't doing nothing to work towards it. So, yeah, yeah, no, I get that. All right. Well, I appreciate you again. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your afternoon and uh, your week. Enjoy your summer, girl. You know, it's flying by. I know. It's already June. It's about to be up. Like, my goodness. So I know. Lord, I'm thinking about it. I'm not thinking about them kids. I'm like, oh, Lord. We're going to make it through. He equipped us. Like, I might look blind a little bit and joke about it, but he equipped us. Like, we wouldn't even be in this space mm-hmm. if god didn't it's, it's his will it's his plan yep. his you know for our life and you know we're gonna do it we're gonna get it done i'm, I'm grateful that he yep. gave me an area to where he knew i was needed most so and allow him to use us yep for sure well, all but, right. uh, yes you enjoy enjoy if you need anything reach out to me Again, guys, thank you for tuning in with me today and my guest, Ashley Johnson. Um, I appreciate all your support. Uh, Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, 
and supporting me in this uh, platform that uh, I feel like God has allowed me to be able to use to help inform, to help uh, encourage mothers and fathers uh, on this journey, journey, as well as educators on this journey of uh, it taking a village to raise our children. Um, it definitely takes a village and from every avenue that we could use to help give back and encourage and uplift our people, this is what I want to do. Okay, that's the whole purpose of my podcast is to be able to use my voice, uh, my platform, my knowledge and experience and my guest knowledge and experience to help us grow as parents. Um, so I'm using that as continue to pray to God, continue to use me for that. Um, again, thank you guys for all your support for those who consistently tune in to my podcast. I uh, apologize that they haven't been as frequently as I would like, but they're going to get better. Again, thank you for your unwavering support uh, of me in this. And for my guest, Ashley Johnson, it was a pleasure and an honor having you on today um, on my podcast, sharing your story. Um, I know it wasn't easy because you did recently lose your father, but I'm grateful for your humbleness and your openness to come and share your story. I know it's going to uplift and encourage so many people. And it was an honor to be able to uh, partake in you doing this to honor your father on uh, Father's Day. And I know that his legacy is going to continue through you and your sisters. And I just wish uh, your family the best. All right. Again, thank y'all for tuning in and talk to y'all soon.